Hello, everybody, and welcome to the High on Soccer podcast with your favorite host, myself, Dylan Monroy, and you know him, you love him, you hear him all the time, Jorge Martinez, say hello. What it do? What a do, my friends, and my literal friend. (laughs) Um, Bro, we talk soccer almost on the daily. We have a group chat that doesn't seem to stop. We have um, tons of games every single day, weekend, nights, and today, or specifically midweek, some very special games. Champions League, and not just the one we all know and love, but also CONCACAF Champions League, which we will get into, I think, a little bit later. But let's get started with the league we all know and love, the Champions (laughs) I baited him into doing this. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you, know, you always know that I'm gonna do that when you start singing it, man. That's I not know. funny. I know. I, I was I was singing the Champions League song earlier today at work because I just couldn't see in my head. You know, I wasn't out loud. I, honestly, Jorge, <laughs> if people were to see us from the like non-soccer world, we would be looked at as soccer nerds or geeks, right? Yeah, man. Hundred percent. A hundred. I mean, I'm literally like. Like, I, I wear soccer stuff, like, almost every other day. Uh, like, I got my Bocas jacket on. I got a Chelsea shirt on. and Basically, know, they know you're a fan. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much my, out, like, my, not always, but I always got, like, some sort of, like, jersey or something soccer-related on. Just If it's not that, at the very least, it's a hat. <laughs> Here at High on Soccer, we support soccer fashion. Hashtag soccer fashion. Yeah. Just, we're just high on soccer, man. High on soccer, indeed. And... Let's get started with Champions League on Tuesday. And my friend, there's two games that happened. One game in particular had one of the greatest players of all time to be playing, not named Messi. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Manchester United, play Atletico Madrid in what was a extremely disappointing showing Jorge did you see the nonsense that Manchester United were putting on the pitch oh man bro Manchester United is a shadow of itself and as a big fan as the team that got me going Cristiano the one who really made me fall in love to flame out of the Champions League with Mr. Champions League on the team back home, which was the sole purpose of his return, to be on a top team, to be the the last piece to be a title contender, and they lose to Atletico Madrid, which, I'll admit, played quite well, great defensively, and took advantage of Manchester United's mistakes. And there were definitely many. (laughs) And to only win 1-0, I think is lucky for Man United because there were, I think, many defensive mistakes where the media, 
the people, us, myself, Maguire, was in... He was the reason that he wasn't part of the back four and that that goal happened based off the pass. Mm -hmm. Going into that cross to uh, Lodi. Oh, his positioning, bro. It was awful. Just completely out of line. It it was awful. Mm -hmm. If he's going up to defend or to be involved in the possession, he needs to drop back. And it showed that he doesn't have the pace to drop back quick enough. I just think the whole back line, I mean, yeah, obviously with Maguire being, you know, the usual suspect or suspect number one here, but there's one thing I learned when I was younger that I never forget is press, cover, drop. So when someone presses, someone needs to cover and and another player needs to drop. Like, that's the way you get rotation in defense. Once someone presses, someone covers and someone drops. So press, cover, drop. That's always how I learned it. That's how you get the rotation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's That's good to know. Soccer, man. <laughs> and yeah, it doesn't. You don't really see that. I mean, when one person presses and then you're in a flat line, you don't get the the shape change. And I don't know. It's just. There was a lot of things wrong there with that, but that's not what, you know, we're here to do necessarily break down everything that they did wrong. But, yeah, dude, it's just, Maguire, it's just, you know, a part of me wants him to have, like, a resurgence because I, I you know how I am, and I always, I'm just like, nah, he's, he's not that bad. And I just, I feel for the guy. I'm empathetic, and I'm just like, dude, I don't want you to suffer anymore. Because I've, I've been there as a center back where I've had Jorge, bad spells. Jorge, I'm a Manchester United fan. Oh, yeah, I have suffered. We have suffered. We have suffered. And this is just more suffering, building mm-hmm. on the suffering. And after an amazing hat trick by Cristiano Ronaldo against Tottenham in a huge p- Premier League game. I know, I know. Like, this is so disappointing. And then the players that were brought on as subs. Dude, they were doing... As they, as we say in Mexico, estaban echando toda la carne al asador. They were throwing all the meat on the grill. <laughs> I love that. I heard that. Oh yeah, man, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's dude. It's they true. really did. Okay, they brought on Pogba. They brought on Marcus Rashford. They brought on Cavani. And special appearance by. Uh, also loved by Jorge Chelsea, uh, former Chelsea player, Juan Mata. Guy. I don't hate the guy at all. Juan Mata. respect for him. He was an absolute baller He was Chelsea. brought onto the pitch to only send in crosses with his left foot. Yeah, that's about all he can do at this point in his career. It's unfortunate. He was never one for the pace, but man, that guy at Chelsea in his early days at United, scary good. <laughs> Truthfully, but, he was. So, mm-hmm. But to rely... To see those big names come on the pitch and not really make a difference. Ronaldo not making a big difference. It was disappointing. More than anything for Manchester United, it was our only real, you know, ability to get a trophy. Not that we were like a favorite, but mm-hmm. Atletico Madrid in the past has been Ronaldo's, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can score. You know? He was daddy, you know? He was, like, he was daddy, but maybe that was back in Madrid. Yeah, you know and that I mean? times are, well, no, he did it with Juve too. Remember? You're right. He did he do it with Juve. Out Cholo and everything, and I think the uh, Atletico were up one zero, and on the return leg, Ronaldo went full Ronaldo and just humbled him. And this time, it he could happen. not 
pull it off at 37 yeah, years I of mean, age. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I hold no blame in, in, uh, on Ronaldo there in that in that respect for not winning the game, right? Because you can't one player all win it. But and then also too, we gotta realize, you know, just like with Messi, like Ronaldo isn't the same player he once was. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird because like I feel like you see his age more this year than you do next, last year. Right? So it's just. You know, there's it's a different league and stuff, so I think that might have to do with it. And obviously, he is older. Right. And at this point, uh, you know, maybe the difference between a, a 27 and 26 year old, there's not much of a difference. But there might be between a, tw- a 37 and 36 year old at that point in like your life or yeah. career as a player. Cause I would say you really most definitely. Father time never loses. And well, I know I've been bashing my United, my team, but they deserve it to be yeah. quite honest. But Dude, that. Uh, I just wanted to like quiz, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, quick shout out to to well actually quick shout out to to Fred. You know what? Like, Fred has been doing a lot better. I'm not hating on him as much. Mm-hmm. He's not the reason United are losing. I'll tell you that because he's actually been. He's all over the pitch. He, yeah, he's. Yeah. He. I, I feel like. You know, he saw this as an opportunity to be like, I'm gonna right my wrongs. I'm gonna keep, I, maybe I couldn't do it for OGS, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this guy isn't everything. But this is an opportunity for me to to win my spot with mm-hmm. a new different manager. You know, so he he's taking advantage. Kudos to him. And then, you know that that back heel pass from Joe Felix. Oh, okay. To yeah. Lead to the. Well, I was damn. gonna I was gonna get to mm-hmm. Atletico oh, okay, because okay. they deserve some praise. You're right. That goal, the back heel from Jao Felix to Griezmann, to oh. a right-footed cross, who, which is his weak foot, mm-hmm. to Lodi, who, where he's not even covered at all. Left back, by the way. Left, left, left wing back. Left wing back, yes. But still, gets on the score sheet, great team goal. And if you were watching this game... Um, Manchester United had most of the possession, most of the chances at the beginning, and when Lodi scored that, Man United just shambles, shambles. And mm-hmm. I want to give, since you gave a shout out, yeah. I want to give a shout out to a guy that I haven't given enough respect to, Ache <laughs> Ache Hector Herrera, Mexicano, on Atletico Madrid. The guy, you're right, Jorge, Mm -hmm. is the orchestrator, not necessarily of the playmaking, but of the entire midfield and its defensive. He sets a balance there. He he really is the conductor of that midfield, and he does do mm -hmm. a lot defensively. He did cover a lot. He makes Mm -hmm. the right pass, the smart decision. Ache, Ache. Leaving Atletico Madrid will be a big loss, but a huge gain for mm-hmm. Houston Dynamo, who will get him this summer. Yeah, you are right, Jorge. In yeah. a previous podcast, I think I said <laughs> something negative about Ache Ache. Yeah, and to me, it's really it's so weird, like that. All of a sudden, you see him playing more and more now that the news was confirmed. Not sure exactly what's Cholo's plans there, but maybe he's not thinking about it that way and just thinking like, you know what, you're right now. You're winning games, or you're helping me win these mm-hmm. games, so you're getting the the start, which makes a lot of sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, let I me mean, you look at that midfield that that Atletico have, and it's it's really good. I mean, you got Koke, you know, club legend. Like mm-hmm. We mentioned Ache Ache, De Paul, the new signing who's been starting to you know finally chip in with a goal here over the weekend, 
played uh, fairly decent, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the course of this game as well. And I mean, my I think my favorite uh, midfielder um, for the Tacoma Madrid is Mar- uh, Marcus Llorente. I really like Llorente too. He's, mm-hmm. He seems like a like a rocket ball. Like he just doesn't stop running. He has so no. much aggression. He's only Atletico. Like he's got that thing. He's got that Atletico mindset. So yeah, he's yeah, got that coke mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got a really good uh, midfield. So it was, you know, it was cool to see Achache, you know, getting on there, playing a little bit. I always love to see my countrymen, uh, you know, playing and representing, putting it on for us. So that's yes, pretty cool. sir, and we will see what happens to them uh, in the next round. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. It's I, I think we'll have a lot of issues, and they they're kind of just band-aiding over everything with this win. But it's not. It's, it's not, not going all. well. La Liga is not going well uh, they for them. They got this win over Cadiz, but barely. Barely. Skin on their teeth, you know. But enough about Man United and Atletico Madrid because there was another big <gasps> upset. Uh-oh. A big upset. Another of my countrymen. Tuesday, Ajax, Amsterdam. Oh my goodness. Lose against Benefica and Jorge. These are two teams that, if you look back at history, are some of the biggest teams in their respective yeah. countries. Won European titles. Had amazing players. Ajax had Cruyff. Benefica had Eusebio. Like, this is one of those old-school retro kind of clashes. Oh, you love them. You love them. And Ajax couldn't get it done in Amsterdam. No. Mm-mm. What? This is, what this do you think about this? Us. To me, this is... Yeah, go ahead, Jorge. Well, I, you know... I did watch their game, a little bit of their game over the weekend. I don't know too much about the, the edit divisi, uh, to be quite honest. But they did barely win it in like the 95th minute by a golazo by Gravenberch. What a just what an amazing goal! Uh, but they just couldn't get it done here, and it's kind. Of, you're looking at the the previous game now and thinking like, oh man, that that own goal by Haller is really really coming back to haunt them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this game itself, I didn't really watch, but it's just, it's pretty unfortunate. I, I think we all low-key wanted the Ajax to make it a little further, but the Diego Nunez, um, the the goal scorer, I believe, is his He's from name? Uruguay, Yeah, he's right? from Uruguay, yeah. Darwin, sorry, Darwin Nunez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Uruguay, like this... <laughs> This kid is asking for a transfer this season, yeah, this summer. Yeah, what's that? The, this put him at 23, right? Yeah. 23, he, and he's under 23? How old is he? Let me double check real quick. I can... But Darwin Nunez has had a really good season. He had a good first leg as well. So, with Benefica... 22. Sorry. Yeah, 22 years of age. With Benefica beating Ajax, who we all thought was flying high with, you know, big coach or, you know, up-and-coming big coach, uh, Eric Ten Hag. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just didn't get it done. And they have great players that probably, Jorge, mm-hmm. will not be on Ajax after this summer with Anthony mm-hmm. yeah, showing true. up. Mazraoui, rumored with Barca. Um, you also got Gravenbeck, who's definitely one of those up-and-coming stars. Mm-hmm. So those big players could make the move um, this summer and this Ajax team won't be the same no it won't it honestly won't be the same but we didn't come 
you know, in the Champions League, we don't expect teams like Ajax or Benfica to win it anymore. Yeah, I, honestly, this Ajax team is good, but it's not the same Ajax that we saw in 2019, nope. I think. Not I, the Ziyech, the Jong. Yeah, I, um, I think I still one. take that Ajax over this one. I, I think agree. this is a really great team, but that team was just different. Might agree, 100%. And, um, well... Benfica move on and they will see who their opponent is and let's they they hope it's not somebody really big they hope I don't yeah. know that yeah, we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see, see who what they happens. get I mean probably end up getting Bayern <laughs> that's what I was gonna say I think they might get Bayern <laughs> oh, but um man. let's move on to Wednesday's mm-hmm. Champions League games UEFA and start with your team Jorge because your team actually got it done and Captain America on the score sheet well look first Yomaz gets it scores a rocket of a PK heck yeah yeah, there's it was it was an unfortunate call. Like there was not much Jorginho could really do, but it, it was a PK. You know, it is what it, it is. It was. Yeah, it was a clear PK. Uh, he's obviously gaining clear advantage. Not that he was making himself bigger, but in the movement that he was, he did make himself bigger, and there was a clear advantage there with him using the ball hitting his arm. Not that he was using it, but the ball hit his arm. Uh, now. Yeah, what a great PK by Yomas. Just like no running a step and just bangs it in. Even Mendy guessed the right way, but it was like just above him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. Yeah, Chelsea just didn't. It wasn't. Uh, we kind of had a feeling. You know? Let's be real. We assumed Chelsea were probably going to win this game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still came out with a really strong starting squad. They they did, and they came out with all guns blazing. All really. guns blazing. Pulisic and Havertz uh, being up top, which I think is going to be the pair for Chelsea. I think so. It seems to be the one. You know, you get Pulisic making those runs in behind and kind mm-hmm. of all over the place, and then you have Havertz as your traditional, you know, center forward, dipping in a little bit into the midfield. But definitely, if you want looking for a guy in the box, he's going to get there. He's going to get there. And Chelsea, on to the next round. The reigning champs in the Champions League. So, mm-hmm. respect to them. Cesar, Cesar Aspilicueta, who most likely won't be back at the club. It's unfortunate. But he was already... It was already, it was already rumored. But he gets on the score sheet with his knee. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. At one point, they were just like... Uh, the commentators were... I heard them saying... Oh wow, that actually might be a Tim Weah on goal the way it like it went in and they couldn't tell because they're both going for the ball mm-hmm. and you see it and I just thought to myself, wow, that is the type of goal I would score. <laughs> right, and he did it against our other boy, Tim Weah. I Wea. know our boy Tim Weah. Good thing our other boy, <laughs> uh, Christian Pulisic. Kudos for him getting on the score sheet. What a beautiful third ball by Jorginho. Served it up on a platter for Havertz. Mm-hmm. Followed it up to midweek for um, for Pulisic. Pulisic made no mistake and just slotted the ball home. Seventh career Champions League goal. Equalizing another legendary Chelsea, another 10. Hazard ain't <laughs> you know what. Hazard was really, really important <laughs> to, to Chelsea while he was there. He's at Madrid. He's gone to waste, unfortunately. He but, uh, sure has, and you can have him back for five million or whatever. Dude, I, I saw him like supposedly. I saw a rumor. First, Obramovich wanted him, right? Oh well, he's and out. That, so that's out of the question. <laughs> there was rumors of supposedly that, right? That he would be open to him returning to the club. But I just saw something about Arsenal being interested in him. 
Uh, that would be super weird. Look, okay, taking apart William the Chelsea, vibes. yeah, all that, taking that part away from it, it'd be interesting to see him go there because I'm not sure what much value he'd provide considering uh, they got Saka on the right and Martinelli on the left who are both doing really, really great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know that at this point in his career that Aiden he's Hazard going, would be an upgrade. He's going to Milan or Inter, yeah. dude. That's where, yeah, that's where some players go to resurrect their career, okay? Yeah, seems to be the case, but, you know, we'll see. But good showing up by, by, uh, by Chelsea. I love it. I was happy with it for obvious reasons. Of course good you performance. were. Of course you were. And another upset, upset, I think, Jorge, Juve versus Villarreal get killed in Turin. Dude, did you see this coming? I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming at all. And to be perfectly honest, I was more focused on the Chelsea game. Then once I saw what was going on, and there was like... I actually left the Chelsea game to watch this. I love my team, but they got this. It's in the back. I need to know what's going on here. And dude, it all just... Boom, 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 boom. Right. When it rains, bro. It rained. It pours. It poured. It poured. And it it poured in the two PKs. Two PKs. Torres scoring a commanding goal. I wouldn't even... Dude, that... Pal Torres, great center back. I think he's really solid. But that goal, he just kind of walked right into the defense. Like, he just... Like, no one really picked him up. And he's in the, like... And this is with the defense. Well, Jorge, their defense included Delict, who we know is a great defender, Mm -hmm. or we think he will be. Um, But Rujani and Danilo played in the back three. So I could see why potentially Pau Torres just easily finds the space and makes that header. Um, Because this. Well, I think Rugani came. I think Rugani came off after the goal. Uh, well, that makes a ton of sense nah, he as came to off why. Rugani came off for for Paulo Dybala. Paulo so, Dybala. But it's, look, this is the thing, man. You got your one of your best players, your number ten, in Paulo Dybala, right? And where he start? And he's coming off the bench in like the. Let's see. When, when would you he, play Dybala over Morata? <laughs> or would you change the formation? I think I would change the formation. Uh, I mean, I how do you too. not play Dybala? I just feel like sometimes uh, Massimo Allegri, the manager for Juve, just overthinks it and he goes too Italian. Like, I'm looking at this midfield that they start with and I don't see creativity. I completely agree. I mean, you can play a sort wow. of like uh, like a 4-2-1-2 two, two or something and have Dybala as like a camp center forward right behind Morata and, and Vlahovic. I mean, could you imagine? I think you, that would be much better to actually play a number 10 role, especially yeah. with a cl- clinical finisher yeah. in in Vlahovic. Ba- and, and Morata, too. Look, Morata is up and down, right? But Morata will score. He'll get goals. He can get that goal that you needed, yeah. but, but here's what it I'm did thinking, not dude. come this time. Divala's Mo- on the outside, right? He's he's more playing that 10 role, so a little deeper. He might take a shot from outside the box, right? It might hit the post. The keeper might parry it. Morata will be right there. Yeah, but oh, you're not the manager, bro. Yeah, well, I should be. <laughs> you should be. Pirlo <laughs> yeah. got the job last year, so I think I think their their credentials are not as high. As high. 
but <laughs> well, Villarreal end up winning this game. Juve crashing out, but uh, I think they were always going to focus uh, on the I was kind of hoping the they would at least make it to the next round. I know that. Yeah, I agree. The focus should be trying to qualify for their Champions League because right. realistically, uh, this year for, for Juve to win it would just be really, really hard. With all they're in a sort of rebuilding phase. Uh, they just lost a super uh, important player in in Weston McKinney. Right. For the rest of the season, who's been you know extremely critical. Our other boy. <laughs> Seriously, too. We got them everywhere now. <laughs> They're all over the world. So it's unfortunate. Um, like I said, I didn't expect Villarreal to go through, but wow, much credit to them. Villarreal in recent times, and in the past too. Uh, they're just they're really good it's, it's really been like maybe they, the last few years where they've been more of like the Europa League kind they're of a team. very competitive team and they beat Man United last year in the Europa League mm-hmm. final so there is some credibility to the way they play their style they remind me of an Atletico Madrid kind yeah, of yeah they play know? with a lot of grit they play with a lot of grit yeah, and I like that, that. Em, and then Emery's your coach Emery's doing a great he job is. he Good totally evening. is <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, now, guys, we're going to transition to CONCACAF Champions League. The real Champions League. In this side of the world, domestics, in this case, we... And I mean we because all America should be want... And MLS supporters should be wanting a CONCACAF team, an MLS team, to win the CONCACAF Champions League to get that ability to play in the club World Cup. And here we have New York City FC go down to Guatemala, is it? Yes. Comunicaciones? Yep, communications. <laughs> and Just lose the game 4-2, to two, Jorge. Ooh, 4-2. to two. On the first leg. New York City destroy them and Comunicaciones come back almost to win it and the only reason they're moving on is for a Wagles? Dude, if this was... Yeah, like if the Champions League rules that went into effect in Europe went into effect here, two completely, you know, na- um, organizations, let's just note that, so that's why obviously they're not the same. Mm-hmm. They're completely different formats. But if not for that... Uh, New York FC, they... I mean, who knows? They, they would have gone to overtime, but <laughs> honestly, with mm-hmm. the momentum that Comunicaciones had at home, 4-2... Oh, dude, they... Yeah, you're, you're 100% they would have. I think they would have had more mm-hmm. confidence going into an extra time. I mean, they and scored... And, Jorge, they beat Colorado in penalties. They did. There, so then they're not no, scared. Yeah, that, that Comunicaciones... They scored the three goals in the last uh, 20 minutes of the game. So, beginning from the 69th minute. So, they had... It was... In minute 53, it was 2-1. And then, in the 69th minute, Samoya gets a goal. Garcia gets another tap-in. And then, Contreras scored in the 89th minute, bro. Scored an absolute banger. It left Sean Johnson petrified <laughs> and, and if you guys don't believe me watch the highlights he does not it's one of those things where he just stands there and then he just looks and just like kind of like moves his head and like is in he's disbelief. dumbfounded he's dumbfounded everyone kind of is because this this is one of those Hail Marys you know like just going for it Contreras the captain you know the veteran just hits it 
just an absolute rocket. I mean, like, I think this guy is wearing Copas. This is the kind of player he is, you know? Like, this kind of legend. And he just into the, like, right uh, right corner or Sean Johnson's left. And like I said, Sean Johnson, we all know, you know, what he's capable of. He's had a great year last he, season. He's a champion from he's MLS. He's a champion. And he's a, he's a great keeper. But he, like, wow. He just looks like... He doesn't move for, like, 30 seconds after. He's just kind of like, uh, what just happened? Everyone's just done. There's, like... And I think they added, like, six minutes on, on top of that. And they were just going for it. You know, Comunicaciones did not hold back. They were just throwing it out there. Uh, they didn't get through, but... I mean, had this... Had that the regular rule not existed, I mean, it would have been a completely different turn or uh, outcome. Or it, it could have been. It could have been. I don't it know. It would have been a terrible outcome, but... Mm-hmm. Um, New York City FC move on, thankfully, in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I mean, they got lucky with those two two Eagles. They move on to the court. I move on to the next round, uh, and they keep this Concacaf MLS uh, thing alive. The MLS, you know, being the champion alive. Yeah, which is cool. Hopefully, this is the year that we have a um, a. Uh, uh, an, an MLS team becoming the winner. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to see that. And just to just as Jorge mentioned, mentioned that Comunicaciones went with it all. There was 22 shots and 10 were on target compared to five for New York City yeah, as so shots and two, the only two that were on target were goals. Sean Johnson had a busy night. <laughs> yes, he did. And also, one game that we actually before recording this uh-huh. podcast, we're able to watch. Yeah, on we got Wednesday. the tail end of this game. Montreal versus Cruz Azul. So, Cruz Azul had, were already winning 1 0 uh, in, the, in the home game, or the, the first leg. And uh, I believe Antuna scored it. So, Antuna, no stranger to MLS. And, uh,. Oh, and, and currently right now, when we'll get there in a second, Pumas is, is playing New England Revolution. And right now, New England is up 3-0 on aggregate. But, yeah, and uh, I'm trying to double-check here. I want to see... Um, it was yeah. Antuna. Yeah, so it was Antuna in the last game. And then uh, this game, again, Antuna, again, someone who is not a stranger to the MLS, goes ahead and, and puts away... This time, he put away a magnificent volley. Uh... But they, they come out 2-1 with the win. Montreal get a late goal, uh, which I, mean, I have some questions about what was going on near the front post or the first post there. Uh, well, but this, this, do you think it should have been stopped? Nah, it is what it is. So what I'm referring to is it looks like one of the crystal defenders is helping up K. Kamara. He's near the edge of the you know the six for front post, first post there. And, and he's just helping him up. And then he's you, in like this span of like two seconds, five seconds, whatever, the, the corner kick is taken. And he's running back to defend. And it goes just over him. Had his T-bin marking instead of helping K. Kamara up. Might have been a different uh, situation. But you know what, bro? It's CONCACAF. It's CONCACAF, and that team didn't get through. They didn't get through, so what does it matter? Maybe I guess, you know? some karma there. Maybe. Yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is, but it's, it's unfortunate that we see Montreal go out because we want to see an MLS team win it this year, but Cruz Azul is my dad's team, so, you know. No, man, no. 
No, you go your national pride over family connections. Dang. <laughs> but anyway, man. Anyway. Sadly, Montreal is they out. Come out of the tournament. Um, shout out to Mihailovic. Mihailovic. who is a young USMNT prospect potentially, and potentially making the move to the prem. So, yeah, he supposedly Jesse Marsh is interested in him. I, I love that guy, Jesse Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> and Mihailovic, for obvious reasons. He, I mean, he walked away. With a 7.2 rating after this game, so not not, not bad, bad at all. So he had you know 25 out of 33 uh, accurate passes, so 76 percent. But he he still had a decent game. I, I like the guy a lot. I think he's he's gonna be crucial for for Montreal and uh, hopefully for for the U.S. I mean he's only 23 years old, he's still really young. But it's I agree, it's really hard to crack the midfield uh, for the USMNT. Really hard, um, but. You know, he didn't make it on this Champions League. No, nah, so we'll see what happens. And then, uh, you know, moving on right now, we, like we mentioned earlier, we got Pumas and New England. And they're playing in... That uh, looks like Pumas. Yeah, uh, they are playing yeah, in they're Pumas, playing. yeah. They're, they're playing in, um, in Mexico City right now. So the this will be an interesting game. We'll see how things turn out. Uh, in New England's already up 3-0, so they're probably... I mean, they get one more goal and it's it's pretty much over, especially because that'll be an away goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's you never know; crazy things have happened, and we've seen them happen before. Can we possibly see a remontada in in Mexico City? In Mexico City, I don't know, but it is certainly possible. But I think with the strong squad that New England uh, put out mm-hmm. with Bo and uh, Hill oh, and legit, dude, is, like yeah. these guys. Are the starters? Yeah, they're there he, he, to close. Yeah, they're this not. They're not messing series. around. They they really yeah. want to, you know, show. And I think I like this from the MLS. I want the uh, you know the teams from the MLS to come down to Mexico and and really really work hard to try to beat them. And it's in MLS's best interest mm-hmm. to beat Mexican clubs. Just saying. It is. It's in their best interest. Will it happen? We you know it. So far, it has except Cruz Azul. But anyway. <clears throat> yeah, uh, there's been a few other cases too. I mean, this is look. This would be this the first year. year. This would be the first year. year. So we'll see. I'd like it to happen, but it's unfortunate that it's not. It's not why I support it in my heart. Well, because they're not in the tournament. <laughs> whatever, Jorge. <laughs> anyway, uh, there is one more game to talk about in CONCACAF oh. Champions League. And as of recording this episode on Wednesday, it has not happened. It is Leon Mexican Club oh, versus true. MLS Club Seattle Sounders mm-hmm. tomorrow, tomorrow Pacific Time, 530 Um Seattle's already got the jump on Leon. Right. This is the thing about uh, these matchups. In the case of New England, they're also three up. It's going to be really difficult for Leon to kind of get it, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of come back, especially a team like Sounders, who are a very respected team. But they did just have a tough matchup with Galaxy going to the very end, uh, I believe it was, this weekend, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they just played a tough matchup. So you never know. You yeah, never we'll know. We'll see what happens. Uh, they got you know Jordan Morris coming back. I you know I'm happy that he's getting on the score sheet. And they're gonna be in uh, Leon in Guanajuato. In Guanajuato. Yeah. Yeah. In a stadium I've actually been to. Yes, Jorge is Jorge's wife is a 
his family is from that region of yeah, Mexico. Yeah, so he is a sort of quasi Leon fan. Yeah, I mean, you see what I'm talking about. If I don't about? support Leon, then I'm gonna have to sleep in the living room. And- well, my couch is really comfy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> National pride over family, Jorge. I've been telling you. But anyway, 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 that's all we have for champion champions home and away, everybody. Man, now yeah, we hope you liked it. Honestly, this the Concacaf Champions League. I love it. You guys haven't paid much attention to it. I can understand why, but just letting you know at this point in the tournament, the matchups are fired. Like, these are some good matchups, so check it out. It's only going to get crazier. It's only going to get more intense. You know, there's, I, I don't know, I got to check to see exactly who's left, but I mean, one more Mexican squad could be the, the, what's left, so this could be the first year. This could be it, and just remember, everybody, support your MLS. Later, guys. Later, everyone.